0: Hi everyone, and welcome to WROL Broadcast. My name is Doombox, and with me today I have Kage. Hello. Hate Mail. Yo. And Ogre Barbarian. Hello. So today what we have for you guys is going to be our raid tier list. Now do keep in mind that this isn't just specifically for top tier raid, but we'll also consider things like For newer players, some alternative options that might be able to fill the roles of other characters and tiers around them. Um, All in all, uh, the tier structure, of course, S tier is going to be the absolute top tier. These are the characters that, even when they're not boosted, you're basically still going to be bringing them. They have so much general utility, or they provide something very niche to the comp that fits very well with other characters. Uh, A tier, of course, these are going to be characters that are fantastic have very few flaws and you can generally plug them in however that being said if you have a s tier generally those will take priority unless the a tier is boosted with your b tiers of course these are going to be your solid tunes usually they provide more utility than output uh however generally if they have a three or five tons boost it's still pretty decent option to bring them uh, but they will tend to lose to boosted A tiers and definitely to boosted S tiers. Uh, C tier, of course, these are characters that are going to be a lot more niche. You're going to have a lot more trouble finding uses for them. And, of course, these are going to be the characters that, if they're not times five, you're never really going to be bringing them. And, of course, with the T tier, the trash tier... Uh, We have these characters listed. No matter what they're boosted at, nine times out of ten, there's just a better option in one of the other tiers. These are the kinds of guys that are losing to unboosted B tiers. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and start out with the trash tier tunes. So, of course, uh, going through, we have the likes of Aqualad, Joker, Killer Croc, Lobo, uh, of course, with these characters, along with Talia and Black Manta, the general theme arises that raid bosses are not really afflicted by bleeds. So these characters, because their gates or because their abilities are entirely, entirely tied to bleeds as an effect, uh, they tend to be much weaker options. Uh, what's your guys' input on the likes of Lobo and Croc and such? For
1: Joker, I actually find value in his... Uh, in- now, we're talking about Pock, right? Not the, the
2: other no, guy? No, this is Damage.
1: I, yeah, it's Damage, oh, damage Good. Okay, well then, forget my input.
2: <laughs> I actually find value in his low cooldown stun and his turn meter down. So I put him in C, personally. But he's still not one of those characters who does a lot of damage. You're just bringing him for that utility, so you're almost always going to have a better option.
3: Understandable. One thing that sure. to keep in mind...
2: Some of these oh, yeah. characters,
3: like Lobo, is their animation speed. So while I know if you're very low-geared, that may not matter as much, but it also plays a big factor, because if you can bring somebody who's even slightly better, and then they have a horrific animation speed like Lobo does, whenever you have somebody die, it, that timer gets you. So
0: that also factors into a lot of these rankings. Mm-hmm. That is definitely something important to consider that not only are we ranking these characters on their output, but also how fast they're able to provide that output. Uh, Something you'll see later is we'll have two characters that have similar purposes, but because one of them is just so dramatically slower than the other, they lose an entire tier rank off of it. Uh, But moving on from that, we also have Superboy. And uh, this one's actually pretty interesting. Hey, why did you put Superboy in T tier?
3: Mainly because of his animations. He's, he's slow. Um, I don't know. I've never seen him be useful in raids, even when he's been boosted.
1: He's never, he's never been boosted, but he, he just doesn't have damage.
3: Yeah. I mean, he's, just, he's not a damage character. <clears throat> One of his moves, which is not... Animation speed slow, and then he does a stun um i mean he's probably a c i guess i mean i guess i could be swayed to a c mm-hmm. i just never i don't know i just don't like super
2: now going
0: through this of course we have some pretty obvious ones as well Terra, you're hardly ever going to have issues with evasion uh, of okay. course batman tdk bosses don't tend to taunt now keeping in mind of course with the likes of killer croc and such you can put taunt on enemies but as of a recent fix Taunts that are applied are now counted as debuffs, so they do have the chance to fall off with the likes of uh, certain other characters. Um, Let's see, going down, of course, Barda, no damage, Blue Beetle, they never shield, Uh, Captain Atom, disease, same as Gleed, same with Dr. Poison. Giganta also type of damage which doesn't apply to bosses, so obviously that's a uh, pretty clear one. Uh, let's see. So, can you hear hey, damage?
1: Mm? Background noise? Can you mute yourself?
2: I wish I knew how.
1: Okay. Uh, there
3: mind. should be a little, like, microphone button on the bottom left-hand corner on the phone.
0: because
3: okay, you're getting, um, motorcycles in the background. There we go.
0: Alrighty, so picking back up from there. Um... Of course, with a lot of these trash tier characters, the biggest problem is just that either their gates can't be met on the bosses, or they just do no damage. Like Supergirl, you could bring her, but her damage is so pathetic that you just never would find the opportunity to actually get any use out of her. So, in general, right now, what we have listed for the trash tier would be the likes of Supergirl, Silver Banshee, uh, Mr. Miracle. We have Man-Bat, Jay Garrick, Giganta, Dr. Poison, Captain Atom, Blue Beetle, Big Barda, TDK Batman, uh, Aquaman, the King of Atlantis, and then rounding out the top of it, of course, we do have the likes of Talia, Manta, Terra, Superboy, and Lobo, along with uh, Aqualad and Seapock Joker, just because they do provide that little bit of extra utility that the other characters don't really bring. Um... Now, of course, we do have some that uh, weren't a bit of extra discussion. Specifically, Dr. Fate, the Sorcerer of Naboo, and Scarecrow, the Master of Fear. So, uh, just to note, we have Hate Mail having these listed both as trash-tier characters, Ogre having them both listed as C, and me actually favoring them a little bit. So, I'm interested to hear uh, Hate Mail's side of things on why he believes these are trash-tier characters.
3: Well, for Scarecrow, one like you said debuffs fall off, and then he also does very low damage. So I don't, I don't see any reason why you would want. And he has slow animations on top of it. So I'm, I'm, I don't really, I don't see why you would ever want to bring Scarecrow. And then um, Doctor Fate, because most of seed or Siege raids are played on auto, he has a buff move. His three does okay damage, and I guess his yeah, I guess Dr. Fate's probably a C. I was doing this list pretty fast because he would have, if you can get heal immunity, he may take an extra turn. But even then, he's got long animations too with his basic, or his not his basic, his passive. Excuse me. So I don't know. I'm he's not a character because there's I believe there was a siege or a raid a while ago where he was boosted. I, a lot of this goes by if they were boosted and they still don't see play. They're really bad. Like Blue Beetle was X5 and he still didn't see play. Like, it, it was just, he was still terrible. So that's why I put him in trash here. Hmm. Dr. Fate, maybe. Maybe more C. But I don't know. I'm not really, not high on either one. Dr. Scarecrow, oh. I'm even lower on. and I, I don't see any reason why you would ever want to bring him.
0: I see, I see. So, from my side of things, I guess, because I'm the guy that rated them very highly, as far as Dr. Fate goes, I see him personally as an A tier, uh, potentially. Because even though he has a buff move, it is a buff move that increases your damage. And because of his uh, multipliers, like the extra 100% of the enemy's debuff, plus he does pretty chunky damage on his own, um, if he is boosted up, I could see him doing a gigantic wall amount of damage. Like, his animation might be a bit slow, but all things considered, for the amount of damage you're getting out of him, I could see him being better. But at the same time, yeah, I do agree that his passive is probably something that's going to end up costing you some time on the clock, so... I could probably see him maybe sinking down to somewhere in the B or C area. Uh, As far as Scarecrow goes, this is more playing towards the newer player angle of it, at least in my side of it, because when you're a newer player, a lot of these raid bosses, especially the higher-up ones, will one-shot your characters very quickly. But with Scarecrow and a character we'll discuss later, Batman Beyond, um, we have the fact that he, although his animations are slow, they're not the slowest, he can provide those hit chance downs, which can keep your characters alive for longer and keep them doing more damage. Now, of course, with bosses like Superboy Prime, that's ultimately irrelevant, because all the debuffs fall off of them. But for other bosses, it actually ends up being a pretty useful tactic for keeping your characters up for longer, so I have him set for B, but I could probably see him being just a C-tier character, just out of utility for that. Uh, what's your thoughts, um, Kage?
1: I actually uh, agree more with Hate Mail. I think both are more C, just because Dr. Fates has not seen a lot of play. It, that passive, I think, is good, um, but does run time on the clock. And so um, I would never bring a character just to rely on an out-of-turn attack. I'd rather them uh, be call-assisting. And uh, bring my chunky characters to do the more do more damage. Um, so I value added turn attacks a bit less. As far as Scarecrow goes, I do see the argument for uh, giving extra turns. Um, I do think that's a pretty cool idea. It's a pretty novel idea. But that being said, in raids, damage is more favored, and uh, surviving, or then more so than surviving. Um, so it's cool that he can. Or scarecrow can get his stuns off, or get the hit chance downs to you know get your characters to live, but ultimately it's kind of meaningless if you're not doing damage. So uh, the point is, like we talked about the last you know raid episode, the goal is to put more t- more damage on, and if not, at least get some points in. Uh, you're not really accomplishing much by just surviving. So there's that.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ogre, anything to input on this?
2: I think Kaga hit the nail on the head there. It's like, you don't really want to be, you know, just kind of, eh. Like, I think Dr. Fate, he has a purpose, and he offers a little bit of survivability, a little bit of damage output, and a little bit of damage boost. But the problem is, uh, if you have somebody like Arcus or Cyborg or Power Girl or any of the s tiers that are just going to punch way above their weight, you're just better off taking them 98% of the time. Like, if Dr. Fate got a boost, sure, maybe take him if you happen to be running a lex comp that needs the int up and, and the survivability. But otherwise, yeah.
0: Fair enough. Alrighty, so uh, with that done, we're moving on to C tier, which as you might imagine is a rather beefy tier. Um, there's a lo- very few characters that are actually completely worthless, despite the no- amount of the ones that we named. Most of them are somewhat usable. So, from here, you're probably going to be getting a bit more of the fleshed-out discussion. Characters aren't just as clear-cut, hey, this is bad, hey, this is good. Um, So, going off the top, of course, uh, we have the likes of Bizarro and Livewire, Ocean Master. Characters, that I imagine, along with Shazam, it's more just the issue that they just don't do enough. Um... Because things like, you know, King Orm, he puts a silence on the Tandy, but really he's taking up time doing his out of turn attack and he's just not doing enough with it. Chemo, uh, I could see being uh, one of those more point of contention characters because he is gated somewhat around bleeds. But, you know, just the fact that he gets in the way as a turn zero taunter it has its utility in itself. Um, that's actually one I wanted to talk about specifically. Uh, hey, now, see, you have him listed as C, but Ogre has him listed as T. Why would you list him as C, despite the fact that Bleeds don't really have a play in it?
1: Um,
3: just because he does have fast animations. I mean, he's probably—I don't know—he was one I was kind of borderline on, but he does do halfway decent damage every time he's hit. So, and his animations are fairly quick. So I thought he's—he he might, if if he's boosted highly, he might be okay. That was kept him out of the trash bin for me. Hmm.
0: Interesting,
3: interesting.
1: Uh, Kage, any inputs on it? I'm with Hate. He does have a cool retaliatory effect. Um, in PvP, it's kind of more deadly, but in raids, it's kind of a negligible effect. I'd actually lean more T than C, probably like a T plus or C minus. Hmm.
0: Interesting, interesting. Uh, let's see, so, moving on from there, of course, we do have, uh, Suicide Squad Deadshot, Siren, both of them bleed characters, they just have a bit more output, so that's understandable. Uh, Vixen, now this is a character that I am curious on, I feel like it's that she just doesn't do enough, but she feels like she does everything, so why rank her so low? Um, I'll give this
1: one to Kage. Um, on auto is how I play raids, and she does have good survivability with her rhino, doing the rhino spam and getting the stamina. But ultimately, that move to stun someone is gated behind bleeds. Can't really do much with that. And I guess the only reason you'd bring her is if you're using the eagle to reset the Terminator of the bosses. But it's not really re- reliable, so it's more of a trash character for me hmm understandable
0: so it's more that it's just bad ai control mixed with a lackluster kit then yeah i got you so moving on from there of course we have batman world's greatest detective understandable more of a utility character uh black lightning we actually saw recently in the last raid i believe it was as a times five some people were reporting decent success with them but hey malice you have them listed as a c what was your experience in the last raid
3: um, I never used him. I, he ended up n- not making any of the slots for anybody's teams, from what I could tell. He's just he he's got a buff move, which always hurts a character. And unless that buff move really boosts your characters up or boosts your team up, it's not really worth using. I mean, there's a few exceptions that are amazing that are buff moves, but his just as a heal. His three does okay damage. His basic does decent damage once he's overhealed, but... He didn't even boost it. He didn't make teams. So, I mean, I saw a handful of teams out there, and I think maybe if you are um, lower gear level, he might have been pretty good for you. But for high-end play, he really wasn't that useful.
0: Interesting, interesting. Always good to have that uh, top-of-the-wrong input. Owls won first this last grade, right?
3: We've never not got first.
0: Okay, well that's a that's a way to answer my question, I guess. <laughs> I could have just said yes, but cool,
1: glad to have you. Um, all right, so moving off. It's a like, of sweet flex, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I want to add something real quick. He he sure. puts int downs on his basic, which can moderately be useful on a int team, but you're never really going to use them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good input. Uh, of course, we have Clayface, who just,
0: he's in the way. He's good for keeping characters alive in the background, but otherwise he just doesn't really do much uh, in terms of damage. Uh, Cyborg Superman, same thing. He's more survivability, less damage. Hired uh, gun Deadshot. Now, this was an interesting one that I saw that you ranked uh, pretty low hate. I thought he would be ranked higher just based off of all of his damage output. Because even with his buff move, his buff move just makes him do more damage. So, uh, what gives on this one? What did I rank him?
3: A C? Yes. Well, the main reason is is you won't use him in leader, because you can't typically one-shot anyone. So the crit, that first-turn crit doesn't really do much for you. He does have the buff mood. He does do decent damage. He he probably may be closer to a B. But the problem is is if he doesn't crit, his three does almost... Terrible damage, so his basic's the only good one. So, under Atrocitus boosted, he'd probably be pretty good, but that's like the only way I would really ever use him.
2: Interesting.
0: Uh, Ogre, any input on him?
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with hey here. It's just like you're not gonna take him for his leadership. There's so many better leaders that are gonna be better, and his damage is entirely based on you know being able to kill things. As far as that goes. And then the buff move just slows him down, too. So, even if it is a quick animation, it still slows him down.
0: Alrighty, then. Uh, Sounds like some pretty solid input. I personally rated him slightly higher, but I could see where you guys are coming from. So, yeah, definitely we could see a solid C out of that. Uh, So, Doomsday and Larflees. These characters are definitely ones that Doomsday probably has a problem. He just takes too long to get going. Uh, And Larfleeze, now, he's an interesting one, because there are nodes where you have other people dying on the uh, enemy team, like they have the little minions, so you'd think Larfleeze would actually be pretty good. Uh, Kage, what's your thoughts on Larfleeze?
1: You'd think that because in PvP he ramps up on deaths, uh, that he'd be useful, but... His basic does true damage. Can't really do much with that. Um, I think, I think his ramping ability is nice if there are minions to feed, uh, for him to feed on, or if your allies are like, you know, cannon fodder. I'd probably put him around B, uh, just for that. Doomsday, I'd put as a C. Um, like you said, he just his issues. He takes forever to ramp, and his animations aren't great.
0: Yeah, poor Doomsday.
1: Devastator takes, like, 20 years.
0: Feels bad, man. Um, let's see. So, yeah, that makes sense. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's see. Mr. Freeze, of course, he's a bit on the lower side, just doesn't really do much. Uh, Poison Ivy, animations take too long, doesn't really do much. She was actually boosted as well at one of the previous raids, and she just, she was not pulling any weight. Um, Red Robin, I imagine... I actually that, ended uh, up
3: using her on one of my teams. Surprisingly. Oh. Be- because she was boosted and under at her basic does actually decent damage. So as long as you can keep her from using her other abilities. She was some better than I would have ever expected. But she's still, she's very niche. She's probably, I think we voted a C, right?
0: Yeah, that's we have listed. Yeah. Which,
3: which is what, where she's at. But under that specific circumstance where she's high boosted and you can keep her using her basic, she's usable. Which is a C pretty much, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, Red Robin. So I'm guessing his is more the utility. Obviously, you can't really get much use out of it. And his out-of-turn attacks eat up too much time for how little damage they do. So that makes sense, I imagine.
2: Uh, Too much utility, not enough damage. Yeah. Well, and his double
0: attack, It, it can take forever. Yeah. I know it. Every time I'm in a PvP match with him, it's just like I'm watching my clock. Like, come on, man. I get it. Okay, yes, yeah, double attack. Can't you be more like Haga where you just pop it off? Come on, man. But um, Star Sapphire. Now, this is an interesting one for me, and I actually want Ogre's input on this one. Um, she's a character that scales up, but she has the problems that she gives mints, and that's not really something a lot of people think about, but mints take up so much time. So, Ogre, I want your input on this. Uh, why do you have her ranked as a B instead of a C?
2: Uh, personally, I felt, uh, when I was running, I think it was this last raid, uh, I threw her into a team because her basic buffs, and it was a Lex team, so I just literally did, I didn't have it on auto, I was literally just tapping the screen, and using everybody's basic constantly, uh, and she ended up doing quite a bit of damage with that, so it was literally just a Lex team that was all about getting in as fast as they could, and just stacking, she also stacks strength downs which helps with the survivability. So at lower gear, she's really good. I think. Specifically in Lexcoms. I can see that.
0: Uh, hey, Mel, Kage, any input from the uh, higher end of things?
3: Nah, she's, she's okay if she's super boosted, but otherwise she's slow and heals, so it just doesn't work on auto.
0: Okay, then. Well, I guess No disagreement
1: that, from here. <clears throat>
0: I, mean,
1: I said no disagreement much, from my end, yeah. Yeah, that pretty much fits
0: the idea of it. Uh, for the lower-geared people in the audience, she might pull some work for you. She does provide a lot of the things that newer players might need, you know, ramping, some healing, mainly survivability to keep your characters up a little longer. At the higher gear levels, I imagine it's just an issue of output and keeping her on auto. So, something to consider if you're in the lower side, but otherwise, maybe give her a pass. Uh, of course, we have Stripe, kind of like our If there's characters that can die for him, he's okay, but he's definitely no extra again. Um, let's see. Ares, understandable. Uh, Black Adam. Wolf, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, let's see. So, we have Cassandra, makes sense, bleeds. CPOC. Now, you actually I saying earlier well, about CPOC and his int-downs, right?
1: No, that was me. I said the int-downs on CPOC was actually nice.
0: Oh, sorry. And,
1: and I actually want to add, I think Black Adam is trash for raids. His output is good on the lower-level bosses, but on the high-level bosses, he's not doing enough. And so unless he gets a kill, he's not doing anything. He's a sitting duck.
0: Really? If he doesn't get a kill, he's a sitting duck. Where have I heard that exact line of logic before? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's for a different mode, I'm sure. Uh, but for here, yeah, I could I could see that. If he doesn't start ramping, he really doesn't bring much to the table. Hmm. Uh, of course, we have Catwoman. Buff stealing doesn't really do anything, because bosses don't tend to pack buffs. Uh, same with Tana, Mira, her biggest problem is Penguin just takes too long, doesn't do enough. Let's see. Ravager. Now, Ravager is one I want to touch on because we have Hush now. Do you think Ravager is going to be more useful in this upcoming raid, or do you think that she's still going to be a very niche pick? Uh, this one's open to anyone.
2: I feel like she could see some play. It usually depends on with Hush being boosted like that, she might might be useful, um, just to help him keep the silence down, and if the boss has, like, more than one animation, because someone like Super Superbar Prime didn't care about the debuff and only had one animation, he was just gonna punch you in the face.
0: Alright, then. Sounds like a good plan, Uh, Kage, I know you're one for the ladies. What's your thoughts on Ravager?
1: I've honestly never really used her much for raids, but um, Ogre said, uh, with uh, Hush being a boosted character, she might see some play for the lower level players, but for uh, most of the top end players, they're going to be going to Azrael as their go to red. So I don't. That being said, I in general, she doesn't reliably get her strength ups from the two. Uh, and she doesn't get, re- or, and she, that means she doesn't get, reliably get silences. Uh, so that being said, she's not getting a lot of out-of-turn attacks. It's hard to tell. I think she's about a C, uh, in raids, uh, for that fact. If she can get the silences off, she's pretty good. If not, then she's, you know, kind of lame.
0: Yeah. I gotcha. So, moving on from that, of course, we got Raven. Understandable, she doesn't really do much. Uh, red hood he's one I would think would be in trash tier given that he runs off of bleeds and his animations take so long but I mean maybe I'm wrong on that what do you think hate Um, you
3: know now that I'm thinking about it I think you're right I think he does need to be in trash tier because his animations are too long I mean he does okay damage at times, but I mean, if he's super boosted, he might be okay. But you're right, he's probably more suited for trash here.
2: Man,
0: if only loot were here. Uh, can you go ahead and just plug in that back it up uh, little soundbite for me here? Exactly.
2: Uh,
0: let's see. So, beyond that, of course, uh, Shazam Jr., how much damage, White Lantern, Could be good if you're at the lower levels where your characters are dying a lot, but honestly, outside of that, he really isn't bringing you anything good. Uh, Spectre. I'm gonna jump in
2: on that one. I would say no. Like I would say no, just because you're if if that's what you're doing, just bring Lex. You're you're better off overhealing and staying alive than you are reviving.
0: Well, yes, but to counter that argument, for some people at some gear levels. No amount of overhealing is gonna stop Darkseid from karate chopping you out of existence.
2: So No, yeah. When you get when are. you get to the big bosses, no. There's no yeah. way. Yeah.
0: So good as a backup plan, but honestly, just doesn't do a lot. Um, let's see, Stargirl. Meh. Superman, understandably, meh. Ultraman, also understandably meh, cause There's not really any debuffs you can transfer that would actually matter. And then, of course, Wally West, the Flash, uh, also very meh. Because, you know, what's what's he really going to do? Speed up your team, take up your time with those animations, land maybe one or two crits? Uh, Let's see. So, for specific ones that I want to discuss in a bit more detail, uh, we have Kage putting Heat Wave as an S-tier instead of a C-tier. What's your defense for that, Kage?
1: I didn't even put that there. It must have been an accident, because I do not believe Heatwave to be S-tier at all. C-tier, wow. maybe. Wow. But uh, you got debated, brother.
0: Super hard backpedal.
1: Typical Kage.
0: Um, all right, well, fine, then. Skipping him, let's talk about the Flash. Miss real. are real. Um, what's the regular Flash? Uh, mail has him listed as an A. Uh, what's your ideas on that one, mail? Why is he an A? Uh, he, If
3: he's a boosted character, he's going to be great because while he does a buff, he does all those out-of-turn attacks. So Especially if it's a red boss, he's going to keep attacking over and over and over. And if you're running other buffers, a lot of times you'll run it with Atrocitus or um, Hippolyta. She's He can be a very strong, good character, so I feel like he... I mean, he's kind of borderline A-B, but I would lean A. Might be partially because mine's high rebirth, but I feel like he can be a very good character.
0: Understandable. And then, in addition to that, we also have Ogre putting Swamp Thing as an S, it looks like. So, what's your idea behind that Ogre?
2: Alright, so at the low gear levels, Swamp Thing is one of the first characters that you're going to get access to that gives your team crit ups. Also, his basic is a heal and removes debuffs from you. So, like, there's a lot of value in his basic. Uh, so this is one of those characters that if you're as long as you're running on manual, which you tend to do at lower gear just to try and maximize your output as best you can, um, because you're not surviving the whole timer, let's face it. Uh, so Swamp Thing is a character that he's going to revive you guys, give him a second chance to get a couple of pops off, and then also, you know, because of his basic giving the crit ups, you're getting a little bit of extra damage output there, too. So it's not just because his damage, which is also decent, but as long as you're controlling on manual, his basic is, hands down, one of the best basics.
0: Interesting input. All then. So, moving on from that, we are moving into our B tier characters, um, or possibly B tier. This is kind of a point of contention. We have Batman Beyond as our first one on the list. Now we were discussing earlier about how Scarecrow doesn't really fit the bill, but Kage, I see you have Batman Beyond listed as a B tier. So what's the uh, what's the logic behind that one, or are you debating me again?
1: Uh, yeah. I actually think that uh, he's a little bit better than the Scarecrow for the purposes of survival, if that's what the game plan you're going for. And his damage output's actually pretty good uh, because he runs off crits and can stack crits. So the more the enemy misses, he stacks crits and then does more damage. So he he's not a bad pick. I personally wouldn't you know use him unless he was a boosted character, but he does do the job. Uh, gets you extra turns and uh, gets crit up. I do think though uh, now that I'm thinking about him that in a rework he should uh, get an extra out of turn attack if a character misses that'd be kind of sick
0: yeah it would also take like five hours but you know who's complaining about animation speeds nowadays
3: um... uh, that's the word I, I think he's trash here for if I put a C I meant to put trash because those animations are just, I mean it's like the entire match is over by the time he does two animations. And then yes. he does has a buff move on top of it.
0: Yeah. So are you feeling maybe less uh, B tier, more C to T? I
3: would say T personally. I would never. I don't even think he wouldn't see play if he was five X.
0: Wolf, how the mighty have fallen yet again. Go ahead and plug that loot uh, back it up one more time. Um. Alrighty. So, okay, going down the list, of course, we have uh, Gorilla Grodd. Now, I have him listed maybe a little bit higher because I'm going off the concept that on the lower geared side, you're probably going to be bringing a few more stuns along. So, he can provide some pretty decent utility in that regard. Um, but, uh, mail, you have listed as Trash tier. Uh, what's your reasoning behind that? Is it just he doesn't do any damage, or what's the word?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess he might be more suited to That's probably a little harsh, but he just does very little damage. I mean, the in ups are nice, and the speed up will be nice at times, but I don't like buffing characters for raids unless they're very specific and do something very, you know, a part of that elite S group that are buffers, yeah. which make it in. The rest of them, I'd rather use just about anyone else. And even then, he was one of those characters... I don't think he's ever been a bonus character, so he would need to be a bonus character for me to really give a true evaluation between, like, a C or a T. But I don't think he's any higher than a C, personally.
0: Alrighty. Fair enough. Ogre as the uh, lower-geared... Uh, representative, what's your thoughts on Grodd? Do you think his combinations with stuns is better for the newer players, or do you think maybe he just it's too little too late for him?
2: Like I agree with what you're saying to a degree, but the problem is he's just impossible to get for newer players. So, like if you happen to get him, you might use him, but you're better off with Hot Grown Killer Frost. All right, fair enough. Then we'll go ahead and drop
0: him down. Uh, going through this, of course, we have Connor Kent. Uh, we seem him pretty unanimous that he's around this b to c level. Does damage, does a little bit of what you'd want, but eh, nothing special. Uh, same with Green Lantern. I imagine he just brings some good stuff to the table, a little bit of extra survivability, but doesn't really bring too much to the table. Um, like Sleuthor, same thing. Although, his, I will say, when he was boosted, that basic crit was hitting like a truck. It was hitting for like 5 mil. It was insanity. Um, let's see, Martian Manhunter, understandable. His utility's kind of weakened in raids. Uh, let's see, we have Nightwing. Uh, so, hey, I see you have Nightwing listed as a C tier. Do you not think his um, abilities have much value, or is it mainly just... His how much time he takes to get stuff done? Um,
3: a little bit of both, but I thought, because I can't remember, there was a Raiden a while ago, I want to say, that he, I believe he was a bonus. I think he was one of the lower boosted characters. And I thought his double call assist would be a big deal, would make him pretty viable. And then he still just did not seem to bring anything to the team. So I was pretty disappointed in him. And I just, I don't know. He's uh, he's another character that really needs... I He really needs a second rework. Badly. He's a character I want to use. But the out-of-turn uh, attacks is basic. You're, you're never going to use him as a leader. And then, really, his double calls is the only thing you ever really want.
0: Actually, I'm of the mind that his, uh, his AoE, that 8 agility drop, is actually not bad. But... That's, yeah, between that and the double assist... Club, that's, that's actually what I was going to say.
2: Um, His agility drops are decent, but... And I don't, I don't have
3: just, a huge objection to B, so... He's, he's not bad. He's just... He's
0: not great either. Uh, we have Vandal Savage. Uh, B tier. That's uh one of those things. My boy finally made it. Out of the draft. Who should be? As
1: B what? Okay. All of Who us put him as B. All of you guys. Um, All
0: right. E- basically everyone but hate and you didn't vote. So.
1: Yeah, I didn't think he was worthy unless you were running like a Lex comp. I guess that's, that qualifies him as C or B.
0: I mean, he's pretty dang good if he gets a boost on. Like he was boosted last time. I actually used him over Grundy and found more damage out of it just because he loads up on crits and ints and then just slaps things around.
2: Yeah, know, plus his animations
0: are pretty fast. Yeah,
3: I did. There was a. It's also that he gains death them.
2: immunity. So if you can survive the first hit, he'll, his death immunity might kick in and keep you alive a little bit longer too. Is what I like about him.
3: Mhm. Yeah, now that I think about it, there were quite a few elves that were using him last siege. So I didn't have him geared, so I just defaulted to C.
0: Well, alrighty then. Looks like my boy Vandal gets to stay in B tier. Uh, we have Cheetah. Uh, you know, she since her rework, I feel like she's a little less dependent on bleeds to get her damage output, but at the same time, she is really tied to bleeds to get the most out of her kit. So she's definitely one I could definitely see at maybe the lower B upper C, but it's that literally
2: the range. starting strength that boosted her up this way. I think
0: I could see that. Uh, we have Deathstroke, who's also in B tier. Man, all kinds of miracles happening today. Look at this guy. Um, Do not
2: underestimate his basic.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that basic probably puts in a bit of work. Plus, his animations aren't too long, so that works out well for him. Uh, Let's see, we have Jon Stewart, understandable. He gets some pretty beefy damage in there. Uh, Mad Jester, pretty understandable. Turn one taunt, or turn zero taunt, rather. Uh, can help you survive a bit longer. Plus, on top of that, the int-downs are pretty dang handy, all things considered, because you can keep them up consistently. Um, And, of course, if you guys have any objections to what I'm reading off, feel free to uh, pitch in on it. Uh, Constantine, he's a bit of a weird one, but I guess I can understand with the double hit with his uh, third ability. Um, The lack of bleeds kind of hurts him, but I imagine with all the other D us plus the int-downs, it's probably not too bad. Um, let's see, we got Princess of Themascara, out of turn attacks, plus debuff immunity is probably handy if you're going up against someone like Darkseid. Uh, we have Batgirl, evasion ups, handy, assist calls, all the good stuff. Uh, Firestorm, understandable, takes a while to get going, but once he does get going, he can get pretty extreme pretty fast, so I could see him being around that area. Uh, Kit Flash, media control is always handy during raid bosses, uh, especially if it's media control while you're doing damage. His damage isn't super high, but at the same time I could imagine him uh, popping in and just giving you more turns to do more with your better characters. Uh, We have Killer Frost. Now she's one that I'm surprised that Hate Mail doesn't have a bit higher, because I feel like with her out-of-turn attacks plus her ramping, she would be a bit better. Uh, What's your input on that, Hate Mail? Um, I do
3: think she's pretty good, but the problem is is the stuns don't stick, and you may get a single turn, and there's very few other stunners that you're going to run in raids uh, in most cases, so she's only going to benefit from herself. That's why I didn't think she was quite A-tier. I mean, these, she she needs to be high boosted for you to want to use her. I think you wouldn't use her unless she's X-5.
0: Understandable. Alrighty, then. Always good to have input from the resident stun guy. Uh, We have Mary Shazam. Understandable. I feel like that one's pretty obvious and on the nose as to why she's in B tier. You know, she just does what she does. Uh, We have Medfill. Medfill is an interesting one, I feel like. Because for newer players, that meter control plus the strength downs is basically just going to win you or keep you alive for most all of the match. But I feel like the combination of Min's plus his damage itself being pretty low kind of holds him back. he eats up a lot of turns doing nothing. Um, would you guys agree with that generally? Or yeah,
2: he's not? one that you're going to want to control on manual if you're doing it. Which is what holds him back, I think.
0: Mm. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, reverse Flash, of course, good bit of damage, good bit of out of turn. Um, now there's two here. We have Batman-Caped Crusader and Batwoman that we have one C-vote and one A-vote for. So, by de facto, I kind of put them in B. But with Batman, you'd imagine, with all of his multipliers for the crit and stuff, that he would probably be... I don't know, probably a bit higher if he were boosted. But... At the same time batwoman i could also see being one of those characters that if she gets any kind of a multiplication boost to her stuff that she does truckloads of damage but i could also see them being c tier you know uh needing to have a specific thing on them in order to do the most and uh having to take that extra time to put that thing on themselves uh buff turns plus of course, it doesn't help that some of Batman's animations are a little on the longer side, and Batwoman has to do her little uh, winging throw every time someone gets hit. So, I could see them being B, C, or A. Honestly, I guess really for the I player. think it
2: entirely depends on what comp you're running them in.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's entirely dependent on what the player needs. Like, if Batman Caped Crusader is a times five. Heck yeah, run him. Whatever. You're, you're going to be happy with the results. But if he's not boosted, I really don't see you using him. So it's one of those feast or famine type deals. Um, moving on from that, of course, Arsenal. We had him boosted in the last raid. He did fine. Um, Beast Boy, he does a little bit. It's pretty okay. Black Canary does a little bit of damage. It's fine. Black Mask, kind of the same as Constantine. Uh, Booster Gold. Poor Booster Gold. Azriel's existence basically just shunts him down the list pretty far. Uh, Brainiac does what he does. Clipso, Zod, uh, Huntress. Now, Huntress is an interesting one uh, for me personally. Just because once that enemy is below that health marker, she her damage gets way, way, way higher. So she's actually pretty decent to like finish off a boss that is a bit on the lower side if you're trying to net that huge MVP. But uh, I imagine otherwise she just takes too much time buffing and she doesn't really do enough on her own until the enemy hits those breakpoints. So Her animation
2: for Big Hit isn't exactly fast either.
0: Yeah, that's true. Though, if she boosted at all, man, if that thing starts critting, it crits for stupid, stupid damage. Especially if they have minions and one of them's died. Woof. That is some power. So, use her at your own risk, but use her if the conditions are right. Uh, Let's see, we got Kilowog. Understandable. The buff is handy if you're running that specific kind of comp, and otherwise just decent control, decent damage. Uh, Parallax. Uh, You know, you can see it. Taunts. Just generally being in the way, but also doing some decent stuff. Starfire, same as uh, Firestorm. The extra in the tank on that one. Uh, Two-Face, really Two-Face, I feel like, literally depends on what you get when you flip the coin. Especially if you're running him on auto. Just because if he flips the coin and goes Harvey mode, then you're just like, ah, this ah, this is such garbage. But if he flips the coin and stays in Dent mode, it's like, oof, that's some meaty dammy. But
3: my problem with him is that he flips the coin mid-match sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. So, you know, Two Face, much to his, uh, much to his character, is a uh, a character that could go either way. Really, at the end of the day, like you can run him, but your results. You run him on manual.
2: He's probably specific. okay.
0: Oh yeah, on manual, I'm sure he's fine. But you know, if you're going for the upper. Uh, like the top gear point where you can't really afford to run manual for a lot of the fights, then he's one of those characters that either you're going to win or you're not going to win. It's if you want to take that risk, you know, flip that coin, go for it. And then of course uh, we have Coda who just big assist calling machine uh, doesn't do a lot. Otherwise kind of just does what she does. Uh, We have Bane. Bane is understandable. You know, does his out-of-turn attacks, can get kind of beefy. If he gets boosted, he's fine. Uh, Zatanna, end downs, you know, healing's pretty decent if you're on the lower gear levels, not too bad. Uh Razal Ghul, if he's in your leader spot, he's fine, I guess, because, you know, jumps in, does a lot of attacks, but because the disease isn't really in play, you're kind of limited on that factor of it. Um, And yeah, that's basically the B tier at this point. So we're chugging right along. Let's go ahead and uh, go through our A tier, which is surprisingly thin. That's always nice to see. Uh, We have Cersei. So Cersei and Jessica Cruz right below her. I feel like they're pretty obvious in that they're really big down monsters. So uh, we could actually probably... Um, if you are running specifically an it down comp, they could even be S tier for what you need them for, just because of that's what they do. But, at the same time, if you're not specifically running that comp, they're still very solid characters. So, you can probably justify running them in just about anything, because they enable themselves very well as well.
2: Um, Kage? They're also both really good for lower level. I'm okay. sorry. What? I'm just saying both Cersei and Jessica Cruz are both good for lower level. Cersei with the revive helps and then uh, obviously Jessica Cruz gets buffed whenever her allies die. So,
0: Yeah, if you got people that are dropping around you, then it's uh, one of those things. Um, But yeah, Kage, I'm surprised you didn't put Jessica in S tier for her end-dropping abilities and damage. Uh, What's the word on that? Why have her in A tier instead of S? I thought you were her biggest fan.
1: I am, but the meta is all about hey, bring Arcus and crank out the strength ups, or the you know, crank out the the big monster the big beefy boy slapping down your enemy, why am I going to take three years to kill an enemy with int downs when I can, you know, use raw power and just like muscle my way through a fight right, they're both opposite ends of the, you know uh, raid style but at the end of the day, Arcus is just a more meta type of uh, figure to use um, also, also keep in mind Jessica, that, you know, so go ahead. I was, was, was going to say, Jessica does not auto well as well compared to Argus. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, because on auto, she's going to use her three, which is terrible for raids. And she's also going to taunt, which is not great for raids. Keeps her out mm. of.
0: All righty. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can see where you guys come in with that. Uh, We have Etrigan, of course. Big old ball of damage. Even without getting his true damage, he does just do a lot of damage by itself. He's one of the characters kind of long Cersei and Jessica Cruz where if you're running into comps, he's incredibly good because he scales really well with getting a lot of int, as a lot of people are very aware of. But if you're not running that comp, then he's still okay to bring in. He's not the best. But... His animations aren't too long. and You know, if you hellfire and then slap someone, that's that's pretty decent uh, time management, all things considered. Um, Mirror Master. Now, Mirror Master is one of the ones that, given some of the characters we have listed a bit later, I would have thought he would be higher. But at the same time, I can see why he's not, given that some of his moves just don't really, quote-unquote, do anything. So, generally, of course as we've mentioned many times throughout this so far, whenever a character is doing a move, you typically want them to be doing something that impacts the match. So for someone like Mirror Master, he can put Invisibility and Shield on a person, sure, but that's not actually doing anything in the match. He's just wasting time at that point. Versus someone like Kid Flash, who, sure, he's not doing a lot of damage, but he's doing something while also providing that secondary effect. Um, but still all the same, Mirror Master provides a heck of a lot of agility downs, his animations aren't the f- fastest thing in the world, but they're also not really slow by any means, and you can build him into certain comps that let him go completely wild, but at the same time, you know, he is also a bit of a, uh, character that's a bit hit or miss when it comes to what he does and when he doesn't. Um, let's see, we have Castaway... Castaway is basically, like, arsenal but better. Just clips things off. All of his animations are pretty fast. Meter management's pretty king. If your enemy never gets to take a move, you never have to worry about anyone dying. Uh, We have Metallo. Now, Metallo's not a character I really use, so if you could give us an explanation on that one, Hate, about why he's A-tier.
3: Because, well, one, all of his moves do damage. He's got very fast animations, but when he gets hit... He built strength ups, so he's a character that it wouldn't take much boosted for him to be very useful in raids.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I know at one point you were talking about just running solo Metallo to handle some bosses, and I, I did that one of the
3: raids. I actually have a video of that where I'm just—that's all I ran—and I was doing like sixty-eight million damage.
0: It's pretty absurd. Definitely something to keep in mind because Metallo and the uh, PVP tier list. He's not rated that high, but here he can actually have pretty decent potential to be king. Uh, of course, we have... I, I
2: think, like- think the only thing that holds him back from S is that he doesn't have a way to gain the strength ups innately. He has to get hit.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. If you're up against an opponent that has some means of... Because uh, at one point, didn't we have like some scarecrow bosses? So, if something like that happens, I imagine his usability might be a bit questionable. But, at the same time, you know, as a general pick, he's definitely a strong one. Uh, we have Alan Scott, who is Alan Scott. Everyone knows what he does. He just punches things really hard. Uh, we have Captain Boomerang, who I think a lot of people might be surprised is this high up on the list. But, with those empowered strength Strength, he actually does a pretty absurd amount of damage uh, up front. So, he's not bad at all. Uh, Captain Cold. Now, he's one that I actually did want some clarification on between you guys. Because it looks like everyone has him listed as A. But, I mean, he has a second move, which just applies a bunch of speed downs. I don't feel like he does a lot of damage. Is it just for his leadership ability, or why do you rate him so highly?
2: It's entirely his control. He literally turns off the opponent. If they can't hit you, you don't die.
0: Uh, what about your side of it, Haymail? Because I imagine survivability is less of an issue for you.
3: I don't know why I voted him an A, to be honest with you. Oh. I think that might have been a mistake. I would have oh. put a B or a C. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: You it again. Well, all right.
3: Then. <laughs> yeah, that one That one, I don't. I, I. Yeah, he should be a B or a C. Well...
0: I mean, I guess in fairness, keeping in mind the lower gear levels, he actually is basically what Ogre says. You just turn off the opponent. And honestly, I think his leadership's pretty decent, all things considered, just for calling out of turns and just letting people assist call themselves. Um, but yeah, so probably somewhere between the A's and B tiers, I would imagine, uh, is a pretty safe bet. So usable, anything. That you're gonna break the bank over, but if you have him, he's handy. Um, dead man, of course. Dead man is dead man. Double assist call is godlike, and all of his other moves are pretty handy. Uh, plus, I think doesn't he on auto not
2: use his steal
0: or something like that?
2: Now he doesn't use his four, which is the stun steal.
0: Yeah. He doesn't use not.
2: that. He just uses his call assistment his basic, so it's pretty good.
0: That sounds exceptionally good. I'm surprised you guys didn't put him in S. But I guess at the same time, uh, given the character we have in S that does more or less the same thing, I, I could kind of see it. Um, let's see. We have Dawn Troy, A tier, doesn't do a lot of damage, but that cooldown reduction innately is just really good, plus survivability is always good. Uh, Hawkman, big old strength up monster. You have Solomon Grundy. If you're running in Rage comps, which are really, really good in Raids, Uh, then you're going to be getting a lot of output out of him. Same with Wonder Girl. Uh, Both of them are characters that you just want to keep enraged as much as possible all the time. Grundy gets a bit more direct throughput, but he's a little bit slower. Wonder Girl hits a little lighter, um, but she gets to do her animations a bit faster. And personally speaking, of course, we will have to see but I think that the new Robin might maybe fit in A tier just because it's not hard to keep him alive and he does get a lot of shots in. But at the same time, given the character that we had released this month, I kind of could see why he might be a bit of a lower tier. But of course, we'll revisit that at some other time. Uh, looking into it, we also would have uh, Hawkgirl as a possible A tier candidate. Um, of course, she goes in, stuns people. Provide some decent survivability with the crit immunity. Lots of assist calls. Lots of meter gain. If she's boosted, she's going to be putting in a lot of damage. So, I could definitely see it. And we also have Doja, uh, Wonder Woman. You guys have her listed as A. What's the reasoning behind that?
3: Taggy, you want to take this one?
1: Uh, I personally think she's a B, but... I can see the argument of run her on Atropos teams, and she'll copy the strength ups. And as a boosted character, if she's ever a boosted character, she actually performs very well. Uh, I can see her being A or S being a boosted character. But in general, having her Atropos, and then uh, she's pretty fast to spread the speed up or not the speed up the strength up. So she's gonna enable your other characters like Alan Scott, Arcus. Um, you know a handful of other characters maybe run her with Owlman or Riddler and you'll be competent strength, strength ups and put them down debuffs and you know you can you'll be doing some pretty hefty damage if you're not running a full bonus comp
0: very interesting I actually hadn't even considered I put her as a C tier I was not impressed at all but I, I, could, very, yep. I could pretty easily be convinced of an A tier based off of that description or B tier at the least the reason i put her as a tier is
3: every time she's boosted she's on a team like that's because you're going to run a trust this or somebody to, to do her basic quick animation and spread all the buff
0: right all so that covers the a tier now we're getting into the s tier Now this is going to be the one where i imagine we're going to be doing maybe the most fleshing out but a lot of these are pretty cut dry and most people know them So we won't have to talk about most of them. Um, Of course, going off the top, Hippolyta, pretty obvious one. Double assist call is very handy. Basically, every move she does is going to be good. Either she's giving you tons more meter and strength ups, or she is just popping off and then getting her assist calls back. Of course, if you're running her with St. Walker, who I don't think I actually covered on this because he is also in the S tier. Um, Spoilers. Uh, she's able just to hop back in, smack someone, hop back out, double assist call, hop back in, smack someone again. And it's a pretty easy, repeatable cycle that just provides a lot of value. Um, we have Emerald Archer, Green Arrow. Now, hey, me, i see you have him listed as an A tier. Um, I feel like his utility is pretty cut and dry just in terms of the agility downs plus the meter control plus the strength downs. Um considering outside of a top level but also considering the lower gear could you see him being an s or are you fully convinced he's an a no matter which tier you're playing at
3: um i mean i guess in the lowest tier or in a lower tier he would be an a or an s but the problem with him is that you're still the reason i didn't mark him as an s is because you're still even if the lower tiers you're still most likely going to use some of the other leaders over him so he's uh, I, I rarely see him be like even in the kind of the middle tier, you know, not the lowest tier gear levels, but the more kind of the middle tier gear levels. People are still going to pick Lex, Hippo, any of those over him. Saint Walker. Just, I don't feel he's quite in that class.
0: Right, but outside of the leader position, um, just the agility downs on his basic and such. Do you think that that's just not going to be enough for
3: him? It's not bad, but he's still going to use his other moves on auto, so it's going to knock him down a peg too fair enough more or less worthless
0: so if you're at the upper 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 gear levels definitely maybe consider other options over him but at the lower gear levels he's going to be your more farmable very decent meter control and agility stacker when you don't have access to the likes of like the riddler and the such like that um Power Girl, S tier, I feel like she's pretty obvious right there with the rest of them where it's just, oh, stack up a bunch of strength, smack some damage in. Even when she's not boosted, again, at the lower tier level, she's going to get in the way and still give you tons of output. So that's always handy. Um, Her animations are a little slow. Just
2: as a note real quick on Asriel, his kid is going to function really similar to a couple of these characters we're talking about. So the prejudge is that he's going to also end up here in the S tier.
0: Oh, yeah. I I feel like most definitely he's going to end up being an S tier. Just his animations are so fast. And he just stacks up so high. If he's boosted, you're 100% going to take him. Um, But, of course, we'll revisit this after we have a chance to play him and see how he does. But with him being the times 5 I have no question that he's just going to be on every team. Um, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Crit chance ups. Meter ups. Tons of meter sharing, does decent damage. Even his buff isn't bad just because of how much meter he gives everyone. Um, of course, me and Kage have him listed as S. Uh, hate has not listed as A, but I can imagine you just bring someone else that we're going to get to later. So I can kind of see that input. But generally, you can be pretty comfortable that he's going to be up there in the tiers. Uh, Arcus, unquestionable S tier. Artemis, also an unquestionable S tier. These characters are just going to be your go-to fills for those specific affinities, even if they're not boosted. If they are boosted, you're 100% taking them. But even if they're just regular people, you can still find room in most any comp to slot them in just to get that huge output of damage. Uh, With Artemis, of course, she's going to have to compete with Asriel later on, but I feel like she would still be the more consistent option uh, in most
2: raids where both of them are not boosted. Uh, I think see. it's going to come down to who your leader is.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Artemis is also going to be one of those ones that, because she's Int, you would run her in Int teams. And Azrael, you would just be running in entirely different teams. So it just depends on who you bring into the fight. Um, or solo. He, he might be a solo character, so <laughs> he, he could be
3: uh,
2: ridiculous. Okay. Well, he yeah. very well looks like a Hawkman solo punch you in the.
0: Yeah, he's, he's basically new Metallo, but able to give himself strength ups. Um, speaking of strength ups, Atrocitus. Feels like a pretty easy S tier. Uh, assist calls, huge damage boost to Enrage, which a lot of characters benefit from. Uh, we have quite vexing Harley Quinn on here. Um, I don't personally use her, but I've heard great things. Hate Mail or Kage, do you guys want to fill us in on what she's bringing to the table?
1: She's got assist calls, she puts Meter down, Agility down. Um, characters who crit, load her up with strength ups, and she's got really good damage output. It's really straightforward. She's uh, as real light, is what I'm estimating here. Not with the assist calls, but uh, with the strength up stacks. Hmm. Understandable.
0: That makes some sense. Hmm. Uh, of course, we have Lex here, S tier in every mode. Doesn't matter what you're doing, you're going to want to bring the president. Um, we have Owlman, who's a pretty clear S tier on this one. Of course, uh, you have characters, you want those characters to crit, well, you just slap Owlman into any comp, and those characters are suddenly critting like Madman. Doesn't matter, uh, what comp you fit him in, you don't need to cater to him at all. He is just full enabling character. So if you can get your hands on Owlman, he's gonna bring you tons of value for tons of time to come. Uh, of course, we have Riddler in here, who is a terrible, terrible character in most modes. But in Raid, he is supremely good. Assist calls, agility downs, speed downs, duns. Basically able to stack down, int downs even. I mean, he's a, he's a character that brings a lot to the table and is able to enable a surprising amount of comps. So definitely somebody you want to consider bringing. Uh, now, that being said, of course, because he is kind of lackluster in a lot of other modes, you don't have to prioritize him. But if you happen to have him, then he's definitely someone you can bring and feel good about bringing. Uh, of course, we have Saint Walker. He's pretty obvious as well. If you like assist calls, this guy assist calls on his assist call, so you can assist call while you're assist calling. He is uh, an absolute monster, especially when paired with the likes of Hippolyta if either of them are boosted. Just because they constantly shuffle between one another and constantly keep each other topped up and refreshed. Also, if you run him solo and have his uh, basic ability legendary and he's boosted, that's going to be some meaty damage. Especially if the boss can't kill you fast enough. Man, you're just going to be clubbing into him like crazy. Um, Now, some of the ones that uh, we have listed for discussion. hate mail. I noticed you have Guy Gardner listed as an S tier is that
3: true i didn't want to list him as s tier but the raid he was boosted it, he was a huge advantage so then i was like well well he's just a big character he'll never see play again or you know he'll see minimum plays like arcus light but yeah. last raid we were you know everybody was struggling to get a high damage on various tunes and we um I couldn't get very high damage on some of the bosses, and I saw some people from the Guardians Alliance listing some teams that they had been using, and it turns out they were using Guy Gardner on their teams and getting like triple the damage that anybody I was using were getting, and a lot of the elves didn't think to use them either. So um, I think he's a very underestimated character for four raids, and he he's like Arcus. He gets hit, he attacks, he boosts up, he gets strength ups, so he's kind of like Hawkman, but then some. So he's, he's probably a character that may show his value in raids only, but he's going to show a lot of value.
0: Interesting, interesting. So a uh, sleeper top tier, then character that maybe some people should be more apt to try. Because I can imagine him with a uh, maybe paired with Atrocitus or the like, just getting huge damage off of his uh, different multipliers. So. Yeah, I can see that. Plus, he does do... uh, what he gives agility downs on his basic. So, that could definitely be something to consider. He could basically be like a combination between Arcus Light and the Riddler, in a way, just stacking those debuffs on people. Um, Let's see. Going down the list a bit, we have Cyborg. Now, Cyborg, uh, you have listed as A tier, but I feel like he's maybe an S tier character. I mean, I bring Cyborg to a lot of different fights, and... As long as you take that first turn off of auto, mind you, and do his basic or not his first turn, his second turn, because he will naturally do uh, his overdrive. Uh, second turn, turn off auto, hit them with the basic, turn back on auto, and you're good for the rest of the match. I mean, he just runs himself at that point. But, um, yeah. So I know Ogre, you have him listed as S also. I feel like you maybe agree with me on this side of it that. Uh, He's bringing a lot of damage to the table, but you do have to take that one moment off of auto to run him.
2: I actually take him off of auto for his second and third turn, just to get the double boost in his strength ups and his crit ups, and then throw him an auto, and he'll cannon speed up, basic basic cannon speed up, basic basic like it's just really powerful. And he like even if you're using him on manual, you can just like, or if you have a bunch of Call of Sisters, like Harley, quite vexing, or you know any of the other ones, you're gonna get such a huge stack of strength and crit. It's not just strength; it's also the crit. And his cannon, if you have the upgrade on it, does an additional 100% damage on crit. So I mean, like, it does absurd amounts of damage, like beyond what Arcus can do with his duel. Uh, Arcus hits a little bit harder with his basic overall than Cyborg, but that canon makes up for it. Interesting.
0: Uh, hey, Mel, I see you have him listed as A. Is it just because of the auto factor or what's the reasoning behind having him as an A
3: tier? Um, I mean, he's one of those characters that I personally and I, I don't know many other any other teams that really bring him if unless he's boosted. I think he's a good he's a good sub in character if you don't have boosted characters, but because like you said, you have to manual him at so to a certain point, and then he does buff. If you're not running Lex lead, if Lex doesn't make the most sense as the leader at the time, he's not as useful, so I don't think he just quite makes it into the S tier personally. He's close, but he's not quite there. Interesting. I personally
2: like his speed buff because it makes him a lot faster, and he's already faster than Argus.
0: I'm, um, I'm personally just of the mind that Like, if he unboosted is dealing 3 million crits without too much issue, then I feel like he's a pretty easy slot, especially when you consider how farmable he is and availability for lower tiers. He probably fits pretty cleanly into RS tier, for that purpose, at least. Because, like, newer players will have access to Arcus, but they might not have access to some of these other options. So Cyborg does make a pretty good flex pick-in, just because you're going to have a billion of them at some point. Um, And then finally, of course, uh, my personal point of contention, Sinestro Yellow Lantern. So I believe this man is an S tier, and I have decent reasoning behind it, but I see that Kage and Hate both have him as A tier, so why not S tier? Hate, you want
1: to take this?
3: Well, the reason I don't have him as S tier is there are limiting uh, the maximum int in downs you can get credit for on these bosses is ten, isn't that correct? Ten or twelve or something like that. It's, there's a limit. Where agility downs, it doesn't seem to matter. Like you can, there's no diminishing returns. So, and then he, he does that move while it does do all the buff downs, which is great. It's still slightly slower animation, and then. His basic and his three do okay damage, but they don't do great damage. But I don't think he's a character, unless he's boosted, he's not a character I'd ever bring. He -hmm. has to at least have a mild boost to see play, in my mind. And then a lot of the teams you run aren't always intellect-based. So he's still, he's not a one-size-fits-all type of thing, which I feel like should be more of a criteria for S-tier. You want to you want to have a character that doesn't need a specific comp and doesn't need and is a character that you're going to bring regardless of boost. So that's kind of my logic on him.
1: Hmm.
0: So my input on why I think he might be an S tier. Uh, aside from the fact that for lower geared people he's hands down going to be your best inch down option that you have on tap. Um, all of his animations are fast. He's able to put affinity defense down which you know obviously you usually want to stack your things to do the most damage anyways but he helps make it that if you are slotting in that owl man or if you are slotting in whoever else that they can actually pick up a bit of extra slack so he makes your supports better by proxy because now you no longer have the issue of i'm losing damage because i'm running this support who has an affinity disadvantage now you're just dealing more affinity damage uh he's able to scale himself up a bit Pretty much the only downside he really has is the fact that he gives himself mins, and that takes a little bit of time. But when he enrages people, or when anyone enrages people uh, on the enemy team,
2: he's giving or your stuns.
0: entire team buffs.
2: Say what? Or stuns.
0: Yeah, or stuns, exactly. You can run him with stun comps like Hot Girl, you can run them with uh, Riddler and get those stuns off on people. You know he provides extra value outside of just uh, just giving huge amounts of end downs. He makes your entire team better, which again applies to that first point that if you're bringing along support characters, all of a sudden they're doing lots more damage because not only is your enemy having the affinity defense downs, but then they're also getting strength ups and end ups. So he's basically a one man buffing crew who is self sufficient and at the same time is able to create situations where even if you have to bring a lesser comp to a fight, you're still going to be able to get more out of it than if you didn't bring him. Again, if you don't take his mend passive, he's way better. Because that cuts a lot of time off of his kit. And that's probably the main downside. And the whole reason I can see him maybe being A tier is just specifically because of those mends. But otherwise, especially if you're a newer player, he's a character that's easily farmable, Constantly available has tons of benefits in almost every regard. I can't imagine a reason why I wouldn't bring him because even if it's not specifically an int comp, well, he's still pumping strength ups into everyone around him, so it works out well. Um, but of course, that is what it is, you know. Uh, if you feel like you can cater to him a little bit more, he might be an S tier in your books, but otherwise you can rest comfortably knowing he's at least in A tier. Um, so that's pretty much our list as it happens. We went over everyone, I believe, with the exception of Enchantress, who I think is pretty clearly in trash tier. Uh happen to miss her at some point. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening in. Uh, and, of course, thank you guys for joining me on this. It's always good to have your guys' input because some of these characters I've personally never used and don't understand the hype behind so it was cool to have your guys' uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Insight on this discussion. Perspective. Yeah, exactly. On a side
3: note about Yellow Nine and Sinestro, I just soloed a team he was on with Azrael.
0: Well, that's that's not even impressive anymore. <laughs> no one cares. Like, ooh, I soloed a team with Azreel. Yawn. Like, okay, everyone's doing that. Whatever. It's like that uh, Jurassic Park meme where it's that one guy with glasses. He's like, look, everybody, hate mail soloing a team with Asriel. And he turns back to the person. like, see, no one cares. It's 100% what that is. Like, <laughs> Asriel's a monster, and he's going to be a monster for many months to come. But uh, hopefully, possibly, some things coming in next month might fix it, or maybe not. Uh, we'll just have to see. Or maybe they'll make it worse. Who knows? I mean, we know, but who else knows? That's the main question. No, we don't know at this point. But we will soon, I'm sure.
1: Okay.
3: Uh-huh. Hey everyone, it's Tutti Tron. Thank you for listening to WROL Broadcasts. If you like the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash WROL Broadcasts.
0: Recording? Yeah, it's recording. Okay. Hey, everybody, and welcome to WROL Broadcast. My name is Doombox, and with me today I have.
1: This is Kage.
2: Let's introduce
0: ourselves <laughs> at once now. I mean, well, you, Usually you would say our names. I say, names usually you time. say
2: the names, and then we respond with our usual <laughs> quote.
0: All right, fine. Cut, cut the film. Let's start over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, well. All right, director. Hold, you know, cut the first minute. Or, per, per, cut, cut the first minute.
0: Yeah. All
1: right, <laughs> count,
0: ready count and. Me in, Kage. All right, ready and go.